You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-host, Adi Bulubasis. It's a bit of a late one tonight, so shout out to all the folks out in Europe staying up with us. If you're coming to us live from Europe, leave a comment and let us know where you're watching from, uh, and you can do the same if you're watching from elsewhere as well. Either way, we appreciate it. Lambro and Costa are probably asleep after a long, hard day's work for each of them. We've got a little bit of pregame for the match tomorrow. We wanted to get something out before the game. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, lads. Um, we've got Armando Curti saying hello from Holland. Zephyrop 05, 1 a.m. Big respect to you, my friend. Big respect. Night owl. Night owl. I love it. I, I can't remember the last time I've stayed up uh, to 1 a.m., to be honest with you. So very, very nice. We appreciate you uh, up with us here. Um, but yeah, we're just going to get right into it. We have some transfer news as well. Adi, uh, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about Ahepa. So I'll leave that to you. Yeah, guys, you know how it is. Every week, every week we're trying to recruit people to defend Hellenism around the world. If you want to know how to do that, check out your local Ahepa chapter. Don't know what Ahepa is? Go to ahepa.org, or you can DM me. I can direct you as well. Check out what's going on. Your fellow Greeks are doing fun stuff, raising money, donating to great causes, helping great causes. Check out what they're doing, the Greeks near you. Meet Greeks. Have fun. Do philanthropic stuff. Check it out, ahepa.org, or DM me directly. There you go, folks. Additionally, um, we would like to say thank you to our sponsor, Piraeus International. Piraeus International has been helping Greeks ship to and from the motherland during COVID-19. Shipments to Greece are going out from Baltimore, Maryland every month. Fill any ours U-Haul box, 18 by 18 by 24. Send it to our friends in Baltimore, and it will be shipped to the port of Piraeus for only $50. Better yet, fill any ours wardrobe box and send it for $100, give them a call at 410-675-4696 or send an email to sales at PiraeusINTL.com. And folks, as some news here, Adi has, sources have told me, I should say maybe, that uh, we will be getting a new ad read soon for Piraeus International. So keep your eyes open for that. I'm for, I, for one, am very excited. So we'll have to see how that develops. Can Additionally... There we, yeah, we got to change it up. Um, additionally, we will be talking about the game tomorrow, but we first want to discuss some of the stuff going on in the transfer window. Um, first of all, Yasin Meria, the wonderful, beloved Tunisian international center back, known for his big game mistakes that lead to goals for the other team, red cards, own goals, whatever you want. Meria's your guy. 
Um, he last played with us in the 2019 season, uh, the year that we had Tottenham and Bayern in our group and did horribly. He was then loaned out a couple times to Turkey. He has been sold. He is going to, I believe, Saudi Arabia, Adi. He's signed with Al Ain, and we have got 1.5 million euros for him, uh, which is not bad at all for a player that was absolutely not in our plans whatsoever. He's getting paid the big, big money over there, as you would expect. So, you know, i happy for him and his family and uh, wish him all the best. Glad we don't have to see him in red and white anymore. And uh, he's off. Adi, any any final thoughts for Maria? I can't believe we got money for him. <laughs> that That's all I have to say. I mean, I I can't believe we got any money for him. If you guys remember when we purchased him from the Tunisian club that owned him. We pay, we got into that little scam with them. We were supposed to get him for 500 K. Then they held us hostage, held us hostage to get about six to 800. In the end, I think we ended up paying about 750, 800 K for him. So we still basically doubled our money. Plus we sent him on two loans, two loans that we got paid for, by the way, <laughs> for him, which is absurd. Brilliant. So, this is the level we're at, guys. We make money off of our duds. Gotta love it. It's fantastic stuff. And uh, we I, I only bring this up. This wasn't on our agenda, but I see it in the chat. A message from uh, JDeem18. Uh, Pauk have made a big splash as well in the transfer market, signing uh, former Juventus player as well as Toronto FC legend. I just pulled up his... Uh, record in in the mls with toronto fc and this man absolutely bagged goals left and right um he last played with al hilal in the middle east he's 34 years old and he's on his way to pauk so there you go pauk with a bam coming in to play for luchescu adi any thoughts on this one look um he did great stuff for Toronto uh, when he was playing in the MLS. He was schooling the MLS and oh, raking yeah. it in. Dude, I don't know if you guys realize he was making about $7 million a season at, uh, um, uh, at Toronto. And it's absurd. I mean, if the Giovinco isn't a bad, wouldn't be a bad addition. Uh, but the thing is, uh, and I don't know how, how true this is because – Right when I was on the way home, I was seeing stuff that he did not even make it to Bach because there were salary demands. And oh, uh, I don't think he's actually even there, by the way, breaking. which is hilarious enough. Late so late breaking. breaking. I also see it in the comments right now. People yeah. are, are doing are talking about this now. Uh, Zafirop, this is what I was seeing as well, that the transfer broke down because of wages. It is hilarious. Uh, he's not at Fenerbahce. Uh, I think it's Besiktas. Uh, Armando Corti actually corrected himself. Yes, I believe this is correct. We'll see tomorrow. We'll get, but this is, it's hilarious either way. If Balk had gotten him, look, 34 years old, I think he would have contributed at the very oh, least yeah. for, um, uh, for Greece, kind of like how Valbuena did here. So I think it would have been a decent move for them. The players like this, this this would have been a Valbuena type signing for them, guys. So anyway, sorry for them. It looks like it didn't work out. We'll get the latest breaking on that as it goes on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how that's scenes for Powell. Well, speaking of transfers that have fallen apart, we've mentioned uh, 
Joaquin Piqueres, I believe is the name, uh, the left back from South America. Um, he's not coming either. Uh, and there's a Pauk, there's a tie to Pauk as well with this because uh, the, I think the words have come out of his mouth. Is that correct, Adi? Or, or you know, his camp that he is headed to yeah. play for Palmeiras in Brazil. Big, big club. Uh, recent Copa Libertadores champions managed by none other than Abel Ferreira of fame with Pauk. So unfortunately, we miss out on the chance to sign a promising young left back from South America, uh, and he's going to be staying in his home continent, but a, a, an objectively good move for the player, we have to say. Um, so that one is out. We are looking, of course, still for another left back. Um, the name Johan Mojica uh, has come up. He played for Girona in Spain recently. Uh, from what I can tell, I don't know the player too well, but it doesn't seem like a great signing, uh, more of an attacking left back, but it's still quite early in the process of the transfer. So we'll have to see what happens with that. He's a versatile left back, left wing. Obviously, if we sign him, I'll do a deep dive. Uh, but it seems to be more of like a, a situation where if we can't find anything else, uh, we're going to get him for depth at the left back position. I think it seems like the team may be comfortable with Oleg as the mainstay if we can't get one of those big bam left back signings. So we'll see what happens with it, but it's not one of the guys we really were interested in. Unfortunately, uh, this definitely seems like a backup option. Jose Jolebas, come back, my friend. We miss you already. We'll get more into the game tomorrow and why we need Jose Jolebas. But the next point, Jake Lulas has led us in perfectly here coming to us from Adelaide, Australia, down under. And uh, he's asking about Pinacas. And yeah, well, we've got some news on that one. So the Pinacas saga has been going on for quite some time. You know, it was supposed to be Pinacas comes to Pereos and Duvicas goes to Thessaloniki to play for Pauk. Looks like we might not be seeing either of these things at the moment. Uh, Duvicas off to, the ho- to, off to Holland. Uh, and Pinacas, it looked set. I think Adi did the Larisa, like Twitter, whatever. They officially announced he's leaving. They did. They announced uh, that he was signing for ago. us and everything. Yeah. But we've had a breakdown once again, a Giovinco-esque breakdown. And uh, Pinacas, he's, he wants the big money is basically the problem. Um, yep. I think the figure that he wanted or expected to get was 200,000 euros a year in wages at the end um, of the deal. To be specific, yeah. the deal was what Olympiacos had offered him was a four-year deal starting at 70,000 a season uh and obviously escalating every season about almost 10,000 euros a season and basically at the end of the four years he would have been making 100,000 euros a year. Obviously, if he had done well, we would have renewed the deal and paid him more, just like we have done with all of our players. But that was just that was the deals from the outset. He wanted, and it, I don't know how much of this was with his father, because apparently his father is the one that was hardballing Olib- or trying to hardball Libyakos for what it's worth. He wanted um, starting salary in the first season at 160000 and then hundred going up, escalating 10000 a season until the last season, 200000 Never going to happen for a player that was destined for uh our b side in the second division at the very least in the first year we are never paying anybody a hundred thousand to play in the second division um and 
it's, this was terrible business on his father's part because he was only making 20,000 euros, guys, at, at IL, if what we're told is true. Um, it's It was definitely under 35,000 for sure, but he wasn't on a typical academy contract. You know, the academy kids, they get paid, what, maybe six, 7,000 euros a season. He was on one of those sort of pro deals, but he was only making about 20,000 euro. And he thought he was going to go from 20,000 to 200,000. Good joke, adios, terrible business, and you didn't get any offers from Europe. So I don't know if the if something's going to happen, if they're going to come back, but if they come back to the club, I guarantee he's going to get less money because that type of shenanigans is like typical Greek nonsense. Wasn't ever going to happen. Wasn't going to get paid that type of money. So uh, it's unfortunate because I like the kid. I really thought he could contribute to us, but this shenanigans was never going to stand. Yeah, honestly, I uh, don't want to jinx it, but I do think that they'll calm down and he'll sign with us still. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I also like, yeah, I don't want to like trash Pinakas, the younger Pinakas himself, because I don't know how much of this is him and how much of this is his dad. Like, Dimitri, we can go for more money if we just complain. Like, you know, I, I don't know how much of uh, of that is actually him and how much of that is his father. Situation that we do not know all the details about, but what we can tell you is right now there's no deal. Um, we have a question from JDM18 again asking about the keeper situation with Olympiacos. Well, uh, Christensen actually, I believe we know, is not playing tomorrow. So Alakis is fit and ready to play. Vachlik, I don't know if he will play. I would kind of doubt it. He hasn't played a game yet this year. Um, so I would. Be surprised to see it, Adi. I don't know if you've seen anything else in the news about Vachlik, but I kind of expect to see Cholakis between the sticks again tomorrow. Yeah, I I think we can expect to see Cholakis in the sticks again. Uh, I haven't seen mention yet of it. Well, I mean, we haven't seen mention of much at all, period, with the team. Uh, but I would expect at least Cholakis to play again for this second leg. Uh, and I guess while we're wrapping up uh, the player news, um, yes, uh, <laughs> you guys have been hearing the news about Onya Crew. Zafirop05 has here a comment deep dive on Onya Crew. Yes, guys, I, I I really am not excited to do this. Adi's dive. putting this one off, folks. He's putting it I, off because I'm, I'm hoping we don't sign him. To be honest with you, I'm not a, a huge fan, and um, yeah, it's not uh, what I've seen so far. I've done like the initial kind of looked at the data so far. I haven't done really a lot with the film. But I'm not really super happy with what I'm seeing, especially if what I'm hearing, we just got the latest from France. There are reports out of France that this is not a loan deal. It's actually a 5 million euro purchase, which would be even more absurd. At first, we were hearing it was a loan with a four and a half, five million euro buyout, which would be basically a Bruma 2.0 type deal for a Bruma 2.0 type player. And if we're actually paying 5 million, I don't understand why we just didn't pay for Bruma, but whatever. Let's wait and see what the official word is on that. And yes, guys, if he does hold up the Fanella, if he gets announced, I will do a deep dive. Do not worry. Um, we uh, got, uh, yes, Thilmuizui. Uh, hey, guys, Christensen stayed in Athens, COVID. Yes, we we just went over that, I believe. Uh, he is in, there's a couple players that had COVID. We're going to get into the pre-match. We'll get into that whole mess in just a bit, yeah. Yes, real quick, though, before we get into that, we did have a holistic study that was done by um, by UEFA. I don't know if you guys remember, 
the whole thing, the whole mess that started after the Balk Xanthi dual ownership thing resulted in this stu- kind of holistic study being done by UEFA. They were invited by Mitsotakis and uh, the sporting, uh, the sporting guy. Um, oh my God, Avianakis. They were invited to kind of look at Greek football in a whole and give us their advice. And they gave us their advice. They weren't happy. They said that there was a lot that Greece needed to do to conform to UEFA guidelines and standards. So back in May, they told us this. And they said, here's what you got to do. Do a meeting and tell us what you think. Epo meets supposedly without Zagorakis. I don't know if I believe that or not. And they end up coming to a decision, a conclusion together. They send a letter back to UEFA and say, uh, thanks for your advice, but we're going to do this instead. <laughs> and UEFA sends a pretty scathing message back to them and basically says, uh, no, what you guys are proposing defeats the purpose of the study, period. Uh, you can either accept the study or you're going to face consequences, the first of which is no financial aid for the Greek Super League. And guys, Zagodakis already started the process of getting money to help us fix the stadiums up. So this is a huge deal because if first that the first step is we lose financial support, and then second is we don't get to compete in UEFA competitions, which would suck for us, the team that gets money and actually does shit in Europe. So uh, yeah, uh, it's not looking good. Epo is making us a laughing stock like they always do, and we're kind of hoping Zagodakis can change that. But anyway, just a quick update about that situation for you guys before we get into the match. Well, let's wait, Adi. I didn't get to give my opinion on on Henry yet. Oh, He's my shit. apologies. He's shit. Okay, yeah. let's get into the match. Um, so, <laughs> Olympiakos, second leg against Nefchi Baku tomorrow. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, lads. I, it, it didn't. We did not expect the first leg of qualifying against a team from Azerbaijan to be as tight and nerve-wracking as it is going to be. But unfortunately, nearly half of our our squad players, half of our team are going to be out and people are clamoring about it in the chat. We have this comment from Banayotis Maria saying, 2-0 win, that would be great. Um, But uh, I'm just being pessimistic maybe. But anyway, I'm worried. So to go over them again, uh, Mari Kamara is healthy and fine, but he got a red card. Uh, in the last game, so he will not be able to play. He's suspended. Buhalakis came off injured early in the game, and uh, he he's not going to be fit to come back, unfortunately. Uh, Jan Mvila, he has some sort of injury that we don't really know a whole lot about, uh, and he is also going to be missing. He was not included in the squad at all. Uh, so that's our starting midfield. That's our midfield three beautiful, brilliant, um, playing with none of them. So that's a good start. Additionally, um, our top goal scorer, Youssef Arabi, still testing positive for coronavirus, still has coronavirus. So he's not going to be in. Socrates, I believe, is also still well, missing. Wait, El Arabi was on the flight. El Arabi and Valbuena oh, he was. on the flight. Yeah, so okay, El Arabi good. looks like he will play I know tomorrow. Hassan was on the flight. Yes, El Arabi might play tomorrow. Now Socrates was in quarantine. Uh, I don't. I think he might have traveled with the team though, so I don't. I'm know. I'm not super worried about Socrates. I mean, obviously he's very good, but that's not a position where we're strained. You know, we have Cisse, we have Semedo. I think Ba also made the trip, but 
yeah, uh, the team hasn't told us a lot besides sending uh, sending pictures of the players on the plane. Uh, and we have a comment saying Papa is out. So, yeah, I, I think he's still um, unavailable. But uh, additionally, a lot of players who did play last week or were at least in the squad last week are going to be missing uh, for reasons that the club has still not made clear. But I think maybe COVID is is uh, a rumor. I'm, I'm not going to – I don't know anything for sure, of course. But we've got Christensen, which we already mentioned. Uh, Oleg, really our only left back in the squad right now. Uh, the other Kamara, Agibu Kamara, who came on as a sub. Uh, Andrutsos, our starting right back. Uh, I think that's it. Is there any more, Adi? I guess Drager as well, apparently, is, is also not yeah, available. Yeah, there was but... there was something with Drager as well. Um, I forgot Drager was in the team almost. Yeah. yeah. Yep. To be fair, but... we could almost use him a little bit. But um, yeah. it's going to be an interesting one. Reminder that no away goals. So, um, you know, if if we score... It's not, I mean, it helps, but it's not that big. They can still score two goals at home and, and force extra time. Um, we'll have to see. If they score one, it goes into extra time, it goes into penalties. Uh, I, this is why I'm nervous. And and yeah. uh, I wasn't comfortable with the 1-0 from last time. Um, and, I mean, getting into last game a bit more, Adi, I know you weren't in, in the podcast after the game, but uh, what were your thoughts on the game, especially after you had a chance to look at the numbers? Well... The numbers really didn't make us look much better. Uh, I mean, just like Olympiacos Brazil said here, difficult classification tomorrow, we'll, but let's make it. Hug from Brazil. Thank you. Love it. Guys out of Brazil. Um, and echoing what uh, Zafiro05 is saying here, I don't care how we win. We just need to win somehow. Yeah. Uh, look, guys, it's not going to be any easier because of like all of everything that we have seen. We mentioned that Camara, you know, Camara and baby Camara are out. Um, Adruzos and Oleg, you know, I mean, all of our first teamers are out, guys. It's going to be basically we're hearing that Vrusai might end up playing right back, possibly Kenny Lala on the left. Um, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be crazy. And we already didn't look good in the first leg. I know we didn't really post any of the data from the previous leg, but guys, even before the red card, it didn't look good. Look, our XG for the game was 0.14. We <laughs> didn't do much at all. Even before body's red card, uh, we our XG was, I think, point, 0.05. Uh, or sorry, 0.06. Madi's goal that he scored, to give you guys an idea of how difficult and how amazing of a goal that was, it was less than 0.01. That was the XG on his goal. That's how few, how many, or I should say on how few occasions that goal, that type of goal is scored from that distance, that type of shot. So I don't feel good. I don't feel good when I look at the data from last game and I see that uh, Nefji had, was better in possession than we were. They had, they were more accurate passing. Their tempo was just a little bit higher. We commanded more possession of the ball on a whole, but their their individual metrics when it came to uh, possession, forward passing, were better than us. Now, uh, we can blame some of that on the red card, obviously, uh, especially when we went man down, but it, it doesn't look good. I mean, look at our passes in going into the final third. We only completed 70%. They were... 84%. That's not good. Even a man down. We expect better than that. 
So it's a tall order. This isn't going to be easy. Uh, and the we already had comments on Twitter uh, from others. There's another comment here from Panos Aguilagis uh, echoing the same thing. The pitch is in shit condition as well. Um, yeah, and our players maybe didn't take it seriously in the first game, as he commented here. That's in that's entirely possible. Uh, but the guys are going to have to come up with something. Everyone's going to have to work harder. Everyone's going to have to do much better. And Cosas Chronopoulos, guys, they're going to need to have this in their head tomorrow for us to pull this off. This won't be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park. We definitely have a tall order ahead of us. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I just to sort of rehash some of the things that we talked about last time, like, I don't want to say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that they played better than us because I still think we should play better than Baku, but um, we do have to consider, obviously we did have some players missing. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that the red card is an excuse because like Adi said, we weren't really doing much before the red card. Uh, we got a lucky goal and that was really it. Um, and Baku have had two games to, to get ready. We've had friendlies. They had two actual champions league games uh, that they got through in. So not only did they have that, extra time under their feet, but they played well enough in those games to get through. So, you know, it's a sort of a, a slightly tough situation for us, but really um, you're not going to catch me making excuses for this team at this point in the season, because we need to be doing better. Um, even our second team is worth more money and more talent than uh, Baku's first team. Um, no disrespect to Baku, of course, but uh, yeah, th- it needs to be better tomorrow. I think it probably will be. Um, I like this comment from Zafiro 5 as well. Um, and I had said this, I think maybe it was when we had Stell on or when I, uh, when, when uh, Costa and I went to join Stell on uh, shoot the defense, but uh, he says we should just go there and hope for an early goal or keep the nil nil like Omonia last year. And I um, saw this from the beginning playing out a bit like the Omonia tie where you do just enough in the first leg and then it's a boring scrape out the nil nil in the second leg. I can really see that happening again. Um, I also think that they'll maybe be a little bit less complacent. One thing I noticed just off eye test um, is that a lot of the younger players played with a lot more heart and energy uh, than some of the older guys like Semedo who really didn't show up for it that day. Um, I think those guys might've been a bit complacent, whereas the young players came in and brought some energy like um, baby Kamara, Markovic, some of these guys, Swedish. Uh So I think maybe tomorrow we might see a, a bit more of a professional attitude from the entire team instead of just a, the young players fighting for their place. Um, and I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing that. Um, and then we have another comment. I know things look bad, but we will win tomorrow. This time tomorrow, we will all be bitching about transfers. I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope, hope so, so too. Onyakuru, deep dive coming before we know it. Ugly scenes oh, for us. God, please, please don't remind me. Uh, we got another comment here from Aguilos Potsis. Team didn't underestimate Nefchi. Uh, they did a bad prep- bad preparation in Austria. The team doesn't seem to be ready. Um, I think there is some truth to this. I think the preparation maybe wasn't so good in Austria because the team just hasn't seemed to play well so far in a lot of the preseason games. There's pieces missing also. There's injuries. There's been a lot of things up in the air. So uh, I I do think that part of it was they underestimated Nefchi simply because the tempo, the tempo of some of the players, 
they clearly were not on the top of their game and it took a while for them to get involved. So I, I think part of it was, but I also think part of it is maybe the preparation from Austria. Uh, we know also guys, the, these guys didn't really get much of a break. Remember we had to start preseason early because one, because our season ended late and two, also we're playing in the early qualifications of UEFA. So there's a lot of things involved here. Costas Kronopoulos, Olympiakos Tavali, Vio goal. Yeah, I hope we do, man. I hope we do get two goals in there. Uh, our good buddy over at Football Kendron, the Armenian podcast. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Goals, goals, goals. Take advantage of the away goal rule that's taken out. Listen, man, I hope so. I hope, I hope, I hope that we can get a goal or two and just cruise. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, Eh, it's tough. It's 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 tough to tell. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of things we can't. We unfortunately we can't theorize about a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. It's hard to pinpoint whether or not it's our preparation. It's hard to pinpoint whether or not it's us underestimating a team. There's so many things we don't have enough data yet for this for this current season uh, for us to really say what is or isn't the idea. We're looking at a lot of stuff that's it's happening as it's happening, and we're going from there. So we're just going to have to wait and see as we go. Oh, Peter, I think you're on mute, buddy. I don't I don't hear a thing you're saying. I, I think that's the first time I've done that in the history of the podcast. So we're, we're off to a wonderful start. But I see Costa here, who's coming to us live from Hanya. Uh, 2 a.m. and has better things to do, understandably. If I was in Hanya, I probably also would not would be doing other things than being on the podcast, but appreciate you for tuning in, Costa. He says, did I miss the Onyakuru rant? Costa, we kept it short and sweet, man. Uh, we'll save the long-form rant for when you and Lambro are back on because there wasn't very much to say, but uh, we will see. We've also got shoot the defense. I don't know if this is Stell. I'll guess maybe it is. Um, he says, sounds like you guys have the same problem as us. Omonia, hardly any competitive matches before European games. Ring rust. Rest in peace, Omonia FC's European campaign, by the way. Very sad to see Omonia go out. Big shame. I was rooting for them, but they got a tough draw. Anyway, um, we do have a question from Panos Aguilakis. Actually, before that, we have a, a, an interesting comment from Zafirop05, and this popped in my head earlier today as well. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know that much about coronavirus, but hopefully sort of maybe this means we won't have as many problems in the middle of the season. I don't know. I also want to say, I really hope that none of these guys had coronavirus when they were playing last week. Um, that would not look good. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say about that. So um, anyway, I wanted to make that comment though, as well, if we had to pick a time when we're going to have this discord and these types of issues, it's 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 now because this is when we're we're not playing super tough competition. We're not in the group stages getting pissy because we have to play a top tier club from a top tier league in this type of situation. That's a really tall order. If you had to choose a time to deal with it, it would be now. So I'm glad it's happening now, uh, you know, because the without any type of just what was said by the shoot the defense guys. I, again, I think it's Stella as well. Uh, there's rust. We got to shake off some rust a little bit. You know what I mean? And the early games are always going to be ugly. Our early games usually are kind of ugly. And, you know, we had issues in other seasons where it happened later on and we got screwed. So 
I think it's better to have it now. In fact, Thrilamu Yuzui said the same thing. Better now than October like last year. You are absolutely correct. Um, and then, Peter, there's a very interesting comment here from Panos Aguilakis that um, you were going to yeah, touch was, on. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, so um, he's kind of led us into our next topic quite nicely here. Adi, I want to talk about the lineup that we might see tomorrow. Like I said, we know absolutely nothing really from the club um, other than, you know, some degree of the players who have traveled. Uh, yeah. It's going to potentially be a rough one, but uh, we're going to we're going to put together a pretty piece together lineup for tomorrow. Um, Panos Aguilakis here has brought up the option of a 3-4-3 with Apostolopoulos and Lala as the wingbacks. Apostolopoulos had a pretty strong performance in the friendlies. And, uh, you know, I, he was not in the initial squad uh, to play Baku yesterday, but... Um, and I don't know exactly how the rules work in terms of replacing players that have been injured. He is, of course, also academy players. So um, that is another thing to consider. But um, I think it's personally unlikely that we see Apostolopoulos tomorrow, uh, even if he was on the list. Uh, I think we probably see Lala and Vrusai as the wing ba- as the fullbacks. Yeah, uh, with he's Lala not on, on the list. left. Apostolopoulos is on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't sure. Well, I I wasn't sure if you could add people on if they... uh, Not until after. Has to be after. Yeah, Yeah. so he's not on the list, so he won't uh, be able to play, as I thought. Um, Center backs, Semedo Cisse, do we think? Semedo Markovic? I think we're going to do a back four, um, personally. Uh, Lala on the left, Rusai on the right. And then do we think Semedo Cisse is the, the... two in the center backs. I know uh, Cissé did not start in the last game, but uh, I think he played all right. Normally, I'd think that's an option, but we're also hearing rumblings that Cissé wants out and he wants to move. So, uh, look, there's there's a lot of stuff up in the air, guys. Uh, we're hearing not just across social media. Uh, our sources are telling us this. We're seeing it in some of the papers that Cissé wants out. Yeah. Uh, look, it's it, it, this... There's a lot of there's a lot of ifs, and we don't have a lot of information uh, about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, and as as Viper three alludes to, and as we talked about a bit earlier, we probably are going to have Tsolakis in goal. And I mean, to be fair to Tsolakis, he didn't make any really big mistakes, but he also wasn't tested a ton. So, yeah, we're going to have to see if if he's got what it takes in in probably. Well, I guess the Cup final is pretty big, but. European games have another level to them. So this is going to be one of the bigger games he's ever played in. And he's going to probably need to keep a clean sheet again. Let's be honest here. So um, in the midfield, Adi, we are probably looking at Kunde and Solis in a two-man midfield. If I had to guess, just purely off the inability to field enough players to run a 4-3-3. It looks like Kunde and Solis will do it. Kunde looked all right, has looked good. Um, yeah. so I'm not super upset about that. Sulis has also looked good, but he's, he's young. This is going to be his biggest game in an Olympiacos shirt, at least his biggest start. Uh, we're going to see Matthew Valbuena. At least we better see Matthew Valbuena again in the 10. He was our potentially our best player last week. Um, and we're going to need a vintage performance from him. Uh, you know, we're not going to need him maybe throughout the entire season. At least I hope, you know, we can bring in some other, reinforcements, but moments like this are why we kept him around and he's going to have to be in that number 10 role. We're going to have to play the four, two, three, one. And then on the wings, Adi, it's going to be Masuras. And then 
dare I say, is it going to be Lazar again? Like, do we have another option? Or, or I mean, we could also potentially entertain uh, a four-four-two if El Arabi and Hassan are both good to start. Uh, but I kind of doubt we'll see that. Um, but I'm, I think we might, unless I'm just forgetting the existence of a player, which is very possible. Uh, I feel like we're going to see Masuras and Lazar again, unless maybe Chumich comes in. Is Chumich even in the squad? I don't have the squad on. He is uh, in the squad. So here, here's what I could foresee. So we started off last game in a four-two-three-one, uh, given that, and that was there were some issues and turmoil behind the scenes. Um, given that our creators, our some of our most important pieces are all going to be out, I could foresee us going with a 4-2-3-1 and Valbuena playing the 10, being the point man, just like he did when he came in 18 minutes in against uh, Baku in the first leg to really get some too. stuff moving. You know, uh, I, I could see us going 4-2-3-1, giving a little pressure off of Kunde and uh, Sorlis. Uh, in that double pivot, giving Sorlis and Kunde both the freedom to get forward, but while also keeping a midfielder back. So that's what we're going to look at. We're going to keep that triangle in the midfielder, Valbuena as the 10, hopefully staying further up and leading the charge with that experience while Kunde and Sorlis play off of each other. We're going to really need that energy from both of them. Um, because we really will need that energy to get us moving forward in a game where we're losing our core pieces. As far as the, what the back four is going to look like, we kind of talked about that already. The wing, I'm going to echo what uh, what Thilmui Zui said here. Please don't start Rajelovic. He looked piss poor in the first leg. Um, Masuras needs to really have a game. Um, I, I wish we could see Vrusai there, but I think he's going to end up playing right back. Uh, so that's going to really limit the pieces that are going to be available to us there. Hopefully, El Arabi starts can help us with that creativity and the production, not just in the final third, but in build up. So that's that's what I think we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if the three, if we'll see a three-five-two. Um, I, I really don't want to see it. I don't want to see. I don't want to see it. Even Zafirov says maybe a three-five-two here, but I'm kind of going along the lines of what uh, Vasily Zisimato says in this comment. I never liked the 3-4-3, especially with the squad that we had last season. We should play more 4-4-2 in easy matches. The 3-4-3 always looked better for us against better competition, not worse competition. We saw what it can do when we're playing more up-tempo, but most of the time it underperformed, especially when teams parked the bus. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. I want to see a 4-2-3-1, grind it out, let the midfield work, uh, uh, I'm concerned about limiting the opportunities we get from just one or two of the Nefji guys. Uh, I see our our, uh, our fellow co-host here brought up kind of what I'm worried about. Uh, uh, Lawal is that main source of danger for them. Uh, down our right, their left side, our right side of the field. He was the guy getting forward. Very, very capable on the ball. Uh, good at taking on players one-on-one. -on -one. I want to see us neutralize him. And in a game where... We're missing a lot of our court guys. We're still going to be the favorite for this. I mean, our B team, as was mentioned before, is worth more than these guys. So this is what I'm going to be expecting. Just the game plan for Martins should be close down the danger guy, close down the wall here, be comfortable, grind this out, 
professional win is what we need here, even if it's ugly, and just get to the next leg. Give us time to rest up our core guys and just make it there. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, I'm just completely lost. I have no idea what to expect in terms of the formation either tomorrow. Um, I'm sure we'll get some some breaking stories tomorrow morning, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's going to be a weird, weird game. That's all I'm going to say about that. I think we probably will do everything that we need to get through. Um, and maybe, Adi, this is a, a good time to get into predictions. Um, I will say nil-nil. Um, somebody, I think it was Zephyr05, said earlier nil-nil, and it'll be like the Ammonia game. I see a nil-nil as much as we will be playing a winger at one of our fullback positions, whether it's Lala on the right and uh, Vrusai or whatever on the left. You know, maybe they'll put Lala on the right to deal with that threat on uh, on that side of the pitch. But um, I expect a nil-nil. Um, I don't know what you think, Adi, but as much as I like was annoyed last week, I did concede as well that I think we are going to go through. But... I was hoping that this would be able to just be like a game when we could not really have to worry about it and things could still certainly go wrong. Uh, but I do think we're going to get everything we need to go through. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be ugly zero zero, but I do like this from Costas Chronopoulos, Oligianas, a little three musketeers here. I can understand all this for one, actually. all for one and one that. for all. Costa, you just, Costa's yelling out here. He's just yelling out all the inspirational things. We need some audio bites of this so that we can get <laughs> juiced up, get the boys juiced up. Yeah, it's uh, look, I, I think this will be one of those times that we're not going to complain about Martins playing a little bit more defensive given all the pieces that are missing. Even though, like we said before, with the pieces missing, we should still be better than this team. But it, <laughs> the shit's a mess. We just got to get through and get over with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm not going to complain if we get through. I, I m- mark my words for that. I'll complain after the first leg because we only win by one and it puts us in a tough position for tomorrow. But if we yeah. get through, you won't hear me complain. So the, the, like we did the job. We're on. Yeah. Players are going to hopefully come back. Madi's going to hopefully come back. Everyone is going to be back. Hopefully. And even even if we play with a back three and it's ugly, I don't care. You know, I mean, Costa, uh, yeah. our co-host Costa brought up in his comment here. Um, I really doubt Martins will leave Rusai exposed in a back four, back three tomorrow. So you say Ruben Markovic, I'm not going to complain with that. I, I'm not going to complain with that at all. I would rather see that and, and give us a chance to let Rusai, who's looked like our really only competent winger so far in preseason, get the chance to get forward and make stuff happen. Uh, because so far preseason and first game with Nefchi, our creativity in that final third has been pretty bad. Uh, if especially without Valbuena, Valbuena has been the spark. He's been the one doing it all. Uh, if we're going to be relying heavily on overlaps to get forward, get crosses in, relying on guys like Adruzos to get forward and not get burned back, we're going to need that back three. If we do go with a four-two-three-one again, we're going to see one of our our defensive mids playing like another center back, staying back in line with the defensive line, playing very conservative. The, the the game plan, we've seen this already. We've had three years of Martins already going on year four. He's conservative. He's going to c- approach this, especially with what's going on, in a conservative manner. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's an ugly 0-0. Maybe we get one, and it's a one nothing. That's that's what I'm hoping for, and that would be um, – that's 
what I'm expecting. Uh, <laughs> Sparrows. That was two years ago, my friend. Guys, you got to stop living in the past. I this know. Is, is this Lambro's burner account? Is Lambro secret fan of Lazar? And, you know, is he tweeting from uh, from a burner account? No, Sparrows is uh, one of our one of our audience. We get a lot of DMs from him on the Insta account. Um, no, I know. Knows, knows his stuff, but I I – I see a lot of positive. It's really weird because I see a lot of positive praise from Radel for for Radeovic, who hasn't really shown us much since those games, those qualification games. And but we have so much patience for him, or some people seem to have so much patience for him, but zero for other players. Where was this patience for Bruma, who has contributed more than Lazar has? Where's this patience going to be out? for Onyekuru when he's shit? Exactly, when he's right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, People you know, I'm, turn on I'm, me included. I'm kind of done. I mean, we don't have a lot of choices right now, but I'm ready to give Chumich a go and see what he has to offer. Yeah. Lazar, Lazar, we've given him too much time. And Look, man, why should I judge a performance two years ago against Krasnodar when I can judge a dog shit for performance against Baku like six days ago? Like, <laughs> if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go off one game, we should go off the most recent games. We have another comment. Even if Lazar scores ten goals tomorrow, he has to go. Well, yeah, because you know, <laughs> ten goals. I mean, ten goals in an entire. I think season that buys and a half a from a winger. <laughs> ten goals like in an entire goal. season and a half from a winger is like, eh, it's it's not amazing. It's all right. Like, you know, he's still still not that good. So I, I understand the argument there, but. Yeah, buckle up for, for the game tomorrow, everyone. It's going to be probably a pretty boring one. Um, well, maybe a bit nerve-wracking towards the end, but the football is not going to be very good. I'm just going to warn you about that. Uh, don't expect any 2011 Barcelona-type stuff on the pitch. So, um, anyways, that's about all we've got for today, Adi. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone, especially if you've made it this far. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in live. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment if you're watching on YouTube. We always appreciate that, and it's great uh, to share if you know anyone that might be interested. Uh, we will be back post-game tomorrow, uh, coming right back to you with some analysis of the game. Um, thoughts and prayers for the game tomorrow is really all yes. we can do. Hope Get your for the paper best. bags. Get your paper bags out, boys. Hyperventilate. Get get your your comfort uh, blankets from when you were five and six years old. Squeeze your teddy bears. Do what you got to do. It's going to be an ugly one. Yeah. Anyways, everyone, thank you so much. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the rest of uh, the day and uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. We will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our